Have you thought about becoming a career coach, but not sure what it's really like? Not sure how to get started? Well, we've got you covered. Let's drop into this week's conversation of how to become a career coach. Welcome to the How to Become a Career Coach podcast. I am incredibly excited to be back with you today because we have a return guest. We've never had a return guest on our on our podcast for either of the seasons whatsoever. And the reason that we were so interested in having our next guest on is because she has, in a sh- relatively short order, gone through stages of deciding and declaring that career coaching was really right for her. And then took massive action to be able to make that happen. And now that she's been in career coaching for a while, she has been able to come back on and share that with us. So welcome to the podcast again, Allison Kerbo. How are you doing? Thanks. Thanks, Scott. I'm super excited. I'm doing great. So tell us a little bit about what what happened last time. Because last time you and I chatted, you were relatively... Well, a lot of this has happened fast. Let's be honest. Like uh, much of your changes and uh, your style has been to move fairly fast in one direction or another, and that is awesome. I fully appreciate that on many different levels. And you know, since last time, um, there have been many other changes. However, what what took place? Where were we at last time? Tell, tell everyone a little bit about what time and place you were in in your coaching journey. Where we were at was I had decided to become a career coach and I had started my own career coaching process and I was so excited to be fully operational in my own entrepreneur dream job. Very cool. So much has happened since that point. Right. Uh, and we're going to go into that, but wh- why was it that you were so interested in becoming a coach at first? Because if I remember correctly, you didn't set out to become a coach. That was a product of going through and determining what was really most important to you. And it just happened. You realized over the course of lots of time in action that that was a great fit for you, for your career. So what were some of the biggest reasons why you were interested in becoming a coach in the first place? Maybe I should give you a rundown on my timeline, my growth timeline. All right, so, let's do it. Uh, the story starts March 2018 when my life was sucky and it wasn't working and I got a divorce. And then one month later, I found your podcast and joined CCB. And then another month after that, in June, I finished CCB courses. And And CCB, for everybody that's listening, is a a program that we have with Happen to Your Career called Career Change Bootcamp that helps people decide what they want to be doing and what direction is really right for them, just for context. So what happened after that? And so June 2018, I finished the CCB materials and... I was at that place of magical bliss where I know I just have it in my hand, like one conversation away, like where's that job or where's that opportunity coming? And then um, a month later, it came up to maybe become a career coach. And I thought, hmm, I'm curious about that. 
And so a month later, I started your professional career coaching certification program. And um, so all of this took place from being nothing in March to being on course in class for a career coaching certification in September. That is and, uh, that is definitely very rapid. And very what fast. what occurred after that that validated that you were actually heading the right direction? My heart sang every time I got to teach someone about career happiness. Mm. Pretty mm. much, um, it it was what I couldn't stop doing, or couldn't stop thinking about, or accidentally brought up in every conversation. Accidentally brought up in every conversation. I've also had that experience, so I can absolutely appreciate that. What did some of those conversations look like? They they always involved saying, so what do you do? And then immediately followed by, do you like your job? Or is that is that where you want to stay? And things that people half the time were like, I wasn't intending on getting into this seemingly self, um, philosophical conversation. <laughs> but then other times people are really into it and we have a back and forth and even in ca- casual conversation, they can walk away with encouragement or a game plan. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's something people can get paid for. Even better. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what has happened since that last time you came on the show, last time you came on, how to become a career coach. So um, pretty much like a week later, I had a breakdown, like just this emotional waller sitting in my bathrobe, holding my son's stuffed animal with a cup of coffee because I got into that comparison thing that everybody does. And like something just didn't feel right. Um, kind of like that tugging feeling of where like something's just not fitting yeah. or it's not progressing. And yeah. I'm like, this, this isn't as progressed as I expected it to be at this point. And so, um, so I was just like, what, what if career coaching or what if what I did look like just helping people out of their emotional state? And into their and into their direction from there. And then I'm like and then I'm like, wait, that's that can be a thing of what if you just niche down to this thing where you're just an expert at that just flows? And then I'm like, I think I just kinda answered my own question on where my niche is. And then, of course, I like got into my journal and I have pages and pages and pages of this new setup. And I developed, I finally developed a business name because I didn't even have a business name after that because nothing really seemed to click yet. Until through a breakdown, I, I just kind of found what is the one thing I want to be doing right now? And that is helping people out of their mental barrier, emotional crisis state. Well, and I think that's so fitting too, because you have been there many multiple times and that provides you a lot of experience, both on the tactical side, but also on the what people need when they're there situation. And that's a part of your story too. Right. 
one of my Clifton strengths is relator and it comes out in flying colors because <laughs> I, I can just get down on someone's level. And I think that's why I enjoy the mental barriers part so, so much is because I understand. You know, what's really interesting about that is I think so, so many people, when we are you know, coaching them one-on-one or we're guiding them through PCC or professional career coaching program, or you know, just when people are going through the journey to become a coach in any way whatsoever, almost everyone, including myself, has gone through this phase where it's like, ah, what should my business be focused on? What what type of clients do I really want to hone in on? And uh, for some reason, many of our tendencies are to think about um, areas that we haven't been in or to overlook those areas where we haven't spent as much time. And I, I, I think that there are I think there's many reasons why that happens, but we often are looking to uh, looking to those areas that we have less experience in or where we're at currently instead of looking backwards and saying, geez, I've been here. I got a ton of experience in this area. And quite frankly, this would not only be uh, more comfortable, but also easier when you're mm-hmm. trying to build a business or trying to uh, move along in your journey to become a coach and really focus in on one uh, one area or one group. So mm-hmm. well yeah, well, I was going to ask, you know, what what helped you come to that decision because it's something that everybody faces at one point in time or another. So there were two things. One, a light bulb went off. Why not treat my business growth trajectory as a career change. Because if you think about it, someone getting into their career, when I became an entrepreneur, I was starting from scratch because it was so new. And so I was just like, why not put myself essentially through, like I went through career change boot camp, but why not put yourself through a career change trajectory to come out with your niche and what you want your business to look like because when you go through a career change you coach people on like like who like you know like what type of people do you want to work with what relationships what size groups and all of that applies to your coaching it applies to business yeah it applies to uh, coaching or business or all of those pieces. It's the exact same process. (laughs) That's the secret sauce that people don't realize. You figured it out. (laughs) A light bulb went off where I'm just like, wait, is entrepreneur business shifting the same as career shifting? Yes, it is. Yeah. And actually, so here's something I don't know that I've ever talked about before on our Happen to Your Career podcast or on this show or any place else publicly, but a lot of the a lot of the ways that I initially approached my own career changes way back when, when I was trying to figure this out for myself, was based on a lot of what I learned in marketing, sales, marketing research, and um, and just moving and changing really, really rapidly. So what I was doing is I was taking all of those concepts and even the psychology that went along with it and then adapting that into my career change process to try and figure out what was right for me and move it along at every step. So um, as it turns out, many of those principles and many of those concepts transfer over to 
every area, not necessarily just one. So I'm, I'm so happy that you figured that out because that clearly that's benefited you. Yeah. What, what do you feel like when you think about what stopped you at first or what caused you to not be able to hone in on a particular area at first? What do you feel like were some of the hardest parts for you? Um, maybe one of the parts in general was kind of what everybody does is they see um, something performed a certain way. Like yeah. they have, they're exposed to, in my case, it's exposed to different coaches. And so you're like, okay, well, which one of these things that exist do I want to be? Um, but just like with careers, like sometimes maybe that niche doesn't exist. Yeah. And, and um, that's part of what has helped, I consider, well, I call it letting my business unfold. Um, because when I try to force it, I have that question of, okay, which one of these things, existing things do I want to choose to be? But as I let it unfold, as I grow as a person and a coach, then I come up with this cool niche and I, and I get to be me. So my growth for me on the inside, my growth wasn't happening as fast. But then when I like look back on my timeline, it's like, Oh wait, that's really fast. (laughs) Um, But things, things happen better and stronger and faster when I let them unfold as I learn. What do you mean by that? Uh, I like to give myself exposure from a lot of different areas, including you and your podcast and team and um, self-help books and learning type books. And then also fun stuff. Like I have this book called um, How to Walk in High Heels, A Girl's Guide to Everything. And it just, it just lights up my humor and happiness um, for like 10 years. And I picked it back up again. And I'm like, this is something that lights me up. And the happiness I felt from it has gotten me out of a lot of emotional hard times. Mm-hmm. Why can't I, you know, involve elements about this that I connect with? Yeah. And absolutely. guess what? My website has pictures of high heels on it. <laughs> I think something that has something that I've appreciated in getting to interact with you is you always manage to involve a fun element in it somehow, mm-hmm. <laughs> ranging from here's a random GIF or to uh, you know here's a different way that we're going to approach this thing that needs to be done anyways in coaching, mm-hmm. and I, I think that that comes through in your personality, but it also comes through in your style and it. Something that I think is really interesting, too, is that the process that you've gone through really is something that everybody goes through in one way or another. Because you mentioned earlier, you know, I'm looking at all of these different examples of maybe coaches out there or businesses out there, and I'm trying to figure out which one of these do I want to be. But in reality, what has a tendency to happen is you start with that and then after you get a bunch of feedback in the form of you know working with clients uh you know running running a business uh continually interacting in a coach capacity then you start to realize that you know what it doesn't have to be any of these things it can be my own style in one way or another 
And that can begin to influence what happens and what takes place and the decisions that that occur from there. So mm-hmm. kudos to you for beginning to recognize here's where your own style enters in. And I think that that is, that is pretty amazing because that's where it begins to make you really, truly unique compared to every other coach that's out there. I know we get a lot of questions every single day about, you know, like, how do I, like, there's, there's starting to be a lot of career coaches or a lot of coaches in general. Like, how do I separate myself out in you know, this type of market? And this is, this is how, this is an example of how. So mm-hmm. what, uh, oh, go ahead, please. Part of, like you mentioned, the fun part, I came up with a list of my core values and um, because well, my business is so closely linked to me, they're kind of like my personal core values are also my business core values at yeah. this point. Um, Cause I'm starting out. I don't know if that'll change. Um, maybe not, but one of them is to have fun. And I realized that in my business, I wasn't having fun. So basically I'm ignoring one of my core values. Mm. And so that never well, at least for me, that never really works. It yeah. comes crashing down in some form of emotional breakdown. And when I, I, I throw, for the record, I throw emotional breakdown around very lightly. Um, for me, an emotional breakdown could be like, I am really sad today and really suck and this isn't working and I'm getting mad. You know, that's one of the, I use the term emotional breakdown as a flag for myself to say, okay, stop and analyze something isn't working. And is that because like something's wrong environment and I need a snack or is it because I'm trying to fit myself into something that either doesn't work for me or from a business perspective, isn't working for other people and I still need to shift it. So I used my emotional response and status as a filter for what is and isn't working. What advice would you have to other people that maybe have already decided that they want to want to make a career out of coaching, whether it be their own business or whether it be uh, any other capacity? But they've made that decision. They've moved down that trajectory, and they're finding that something isn't working in the way that they anticipated. Much, much like you did. What advice would you have for those those folks that are right in that place? The most practical thing that I probably did was I made a list of everything I consider myself an expert in, and I made a list of my favorite type of people to work with and my favorite problem to solve. And then it kind of ended up looking like this matrix, I guess, where along the top row labeling the columns is different groups of people that I think my problem, my problem solving can help. And on the, um, the rows I listed each area of my expertise. And then you kind of link up the dots to see where my problem solving meets these people. And it, and it really gave me a visual for kind of validating, okay, 
I can meet these people where they're at with this problem that I need, they need solved. Mm. And the types of people were different age groups. Um, like for example, it's like, I'm a career coach. I know that some people that need career instruction are, for example, high schoolers because they frankly need career direction. And then all the way from people that are mid-career in their 30s, early 40s who want to pivot. And then there's people who are in like their 50s where they're kind of finished but aren't really finished and want to do something different. And, you know, my spot is, you know, people in their 30s who are mid-career and want to pivot. And then I niche down in that. Um, but it was kind of cool having a visual of where these problem-solving people intersect. What did that visual do for you to help you decide? How did that make it easier? It was mostly just validating because turns out I kind of knew the answer. <laughs> a lot of, like a lot in of many times, other things, right? <laughs> right. A lot of times you just need that validation of what your gut says, I think. Yeah, agreed. It's like giving self-permission in one way yeah. or another. Yeah, it is. I so appreciate you coming back on the show and sharing uh, some of these uh, real mental barriers that coaches end up going through and talking about them transparently. And possibly nobody better to speak to that other than you who has decided that you really want to niche down and, and helping people move through different types of mental barriers in, in their career. So... I thank you on one hand, and then also um, just thank you too, because we've we've started to work with you in another capacity too, where you have come on board as a, an accountability coach working with our team too. So that's been really fun to be able to see that and see some of your growth through that trajectory too. So thank you on all of those fronts. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to How to Become a Career Coach. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast player. For more resources, go to becomeacareercoach.com. Hold up. 